Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we explore the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income and wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether this is your very first time or you're coming back. I'm really glad to spend this time with you. And hey, before we get started, I have an announcement. In a few weeks on Thursday, March 26th to be exact, I'm hosting the next pricing retreat for entrepreneurs and small business owners, service-based entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to discover if their prices are propelling them forward or unwittingly holding them back. If this is you or someone you know, I would love to have you join us, especially since it's virtual, so you can join from anywhere. You don't have to make a trip to New York City. If you want to ensure that your business's success translates positively into the health of your personal finances too, I hope you'll consider joining us and I hope you'll hop on the phone with me. Go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash price dash your dash genius jacquettetimmons.com forward slash price dash your dash genius now let's get on to the show we are continuing with our theme on negotiation and last episode we talked about the dangers of approaching negotiating as if it is a chore that you don't like well on today's episode we're going to talk about whether you really, truly ask for what you want. Or if instead, what you do is you hedge, you hint, and you ask for what you think you can get. In my very unscientific observation, there are two camps of people when it comes to asking. The first camp, these are the people that ask boldly, directly, and clearly. They ask for what they want unequivocally, like you know very specifically what it is that they want from you. And admittedly, this is a skill that I have had to cultivate over the years. And while I am much better at it now and more comfortable with doing so, it's still a work in progress. Maybe you're like me and you fall into Uh, Camp one, even if it still is a work of improvement. Camp two, I think, is a little trickier because in camp two, these are the folks who conflate making a request with really asking for something. And you can tell this because this is when they ask, well, what they ask for, I should say, is more of a hint. You know, it's like that, it would sure be nice if you did ABC rather than a more direct and specific ask, which would be like, will you please do ABC? And for them, this is a skill that they didn't know they didn't have. Might you fall into this camp? Well, here's the deal. Regardless of which camp into which you fall, let's face it, while you and I ask for things all day long, asking for what you really, really want, that is hard as heck. And yet doing so is at the heart of every single negotiation, 
regardless of what's being negotiated and regardless of with whom you are doing it. And this is one of the key reasons for why I said last time that negotiating is such an inward focused exercise. Because before we even get to the asking and we get in front of that person, whether literally or metaphorically, there's so much stuff that we've got to work on internally that influences how we show up. And in fact, before I continue, I want you to pause for a moment and I want you to think about the number of times just this day, this week, or this month that you did not fully ask for what you wanted. Something caused you to pause and in that pause, you hedged your bets. Walk down memory lane, not in the spirit of self-judgment, but more in the spirit of gathering data about how you ask and what it is that you ask for, what is your relationship to asking, and how does that relationship shift depending upon what it is you're asking for and from whom. So let's dive into this a little bit more. What makes asking so darn hard? Well, I've come up with four reasons. And again, they're not scientific. These are just based upon my observations. One reason that makes asking hard is because, hey, we're humans and we don't like feeling vulnerable. And yet the mere process of asking and uttering what it is that you want, that can make you feel vulnerable. And so a lot of people hint and they drop innuendos, but they don't ask. And more often than not, it's because they don't want to feel exposed, which is precisely what a direct, bold, and ask, you know, well, a clear ask will it certainly set you up for. And so you might be reluctant to ask because you don't want to appear demanding or greedy or needy or out of place with your ask. Or you simply might be reluctant because you don't want to hear no. All of that exposes you and makes you feel vulnerable. So that's one reason that makes asking hard. Another reason that asking is hard is because it requires a degree of self-honesty. Because before you can make an unambiguous ask, you have to like know what it is you want, right? So you've got to spend some time getting clear on what it is that you want and why is it that you want it. You have to know who was the ideal person or the ideal persons that can help you get what it is that you want. And then you've got to have some clarity around when it comes to that ask and the process of asking, what are your boundaries? Like what is it that you, you know, feel is up for negotiation and then what isn't? Because you need to know all of that before you enter into that conversation. And sure, you can always change your mind regarding the ask or the people that are involved in that process, but a lack of specificity concerning these details can really hinder your ability to get what you want, how you want it. And right now might be a really good time to remind you that more often than not, whatever it is that you're asking for, that is really a bridge to something else that you want to achieve. So if you ask for that raise, right, that's in service to achieving something else in your life, whether it's from a professional standpoint or whether it's from a financial standpoint. And I think that's also something that we have to be mindful of. 
And the better that you're able to see the bridge between your ask and what it is in service to, I think the better you can probably become with um, managing those feelings of vulnerability. And then I also think it helps when you have an understanding of what the ask is in service to and what does, you know, the bridge, if you will, look like, looks like, um, it can help you with couching the ask so that the other person uh, accepts it as being a reasonable request from you. So that's the second reason that makes asking hard. A third reason, and you might say that it's kind of connected to the, the second one, but I do think that there is a subtle difference. And the third reason is that it requires self-awareness. And here, what I'm really talking about is um, and we talked about this a little bit before when we, were, when we were making reference to, or I used as a reference in the last episode, the idea of chores and, and how they can kind of uh, shape how you think about negotiating. The reason I use that now that I'm thinking about it is in part because the very first place that you learn to negotiate is at home with your family. And so what was that like? You know, are you used to having your wants and your needs taken into account? Um, or did you experience the opposite? Um, you know, do you have, based upon, you know, how things kind of shaped out in, in your family life, do you know or do you have words or, or actions that are triggers that make you say, ooh, someone is exerting power over me and I don't like that. Or someone is doing things and they're taking advantage of me and I don't like that. Or are there words or actions that trigger and are reassuring for you because what they remind you of is that someone A is listening to you and someone B is looking out for your best interests. And again, I'm asking you to go down this memory lane, not from a place of self-judgment and, you know, beating up on your parents or whomever raised you, but context and understanding around how those things may have subconsciously influenced you is really important because they have an impact on your pattern of negotiating today. So when you reflect back, you know, on your most recent negotiations as an example, what parallels or what patterns do you notice between how you engaged in those activities and what you can recall at this moment from how you saw things growing up? Also as a sidebar, do you recognize that you do a much better job or you find the process of asking even in terms of being clear, bold, and direct when you're asking on behalf of others? So say, you know, you're helping your child with Girl Scout cookies, right? That's easy to ask for. Or you're asking, you know, for someone's help, but it's actually for a friend. Do you find that it's easier to do that than it is to ask on behalf of your own interests, wants, and needs? And if you do indeed find that, that it's easier to do it for other people and for other causes than it is for yourself, Explore what makes that so, because again, in that is a nugget of awareness around, again, self-awareness, right? One of the reasons that makes it hard. So understanding that uh, distinction between your ability uh, to ask for others, that part being easier than asking for yourself can really shed some light on just how you show up in general. 
And then the fourth thing that I think makes uh, asking hard is connected to the fact that no one is telepathic, right? It would be so much easier if people could read your mind, but they can't. And this is why asking for what you really, really, really want. And yes, you can think of the Spice Girls. Don't judge me on that. But, um, you, you know, asking for what you really, really, really want takes a lot of courage. Now, granted, asking someone to scoot over on the subway. I live in New York City, so I'm on the subway often. Asking someone to scoot over, uh, you know, scoot over a seat on the subway isn't as high stakes as asking a boss for a raise or asking a client for their business or asking someone for their hand in marriage. But at the end of the day, all of these are scenarios where you are directly, boldly, and clearly asking for something. And in doing that, it comes with an element of risk. And not only does it feel scary to make the ask, so can the period of time that you were waiting for the answer. But since no one can read your mind, if you want something, you got to ask for it. And the clearer, the better. Now, at this point in the episode, I could be snarky and suggest that to get better at asking, just ask. But that oversimplifies the learned behavior that you and I bring to the various situations where we are negotiating and where we do need to ask for what we want. Therefore, let me leave you with a few ideas that are offered to help make the experience of asking a little better. The first one is make it safe for the other person to say no especially if the relationship is important to you. Make sure that they know that their no, N-O, won't damage the relationship. Another thing, pay attention to how you ask. There is a great deal of power in the languaging. And when you have an ask, there's a great deal of power of, you know, would you be willing or will you? That's why when, you know, <laughs> someone asks for their hands as marriage, will you marry me, right? A derivative of would. So would you be willing? And that can, you know, help also with the power dynamic that might come into play in negotiation when one person or one party is asking for something that would you be willing can really level set the table. Another thing to pay attention to is not only how you ask, but pay attention to the other person, um, whether that's literally gauging the room if you're in the per, you know in the same room with the person, or metaphorically gauging the room in terms of how do they engage with you via written communication, whether it's a text message or whether it's an email. Because you can always sense what might be going on. You could be wrong in your assessment, but you can sense something in written communication. So you want to make sure, especially if you're in the same room with the person, you've got the benefit of body language to aid you. But whether that's the case or whether you're communicating via email or text message, make sure that you are tuning into the other person because they are giving you clues about what's going on with them and whether the timing of your ask is right for them. 
So pay attention to them and figure out what clues is this person giving me as to whether or, now, whether or not now is the right time. And then here's the last thing, and this may seem counterintuitive and also counterproductive, but whatever it is that you want, talk about it. <laughs> talk about what you want with everybody. Let others know and let others in on what it is that you want, especially if they have nothing to do with helping you get what you want. And the reason that this makes sense, even though it may sound counterintuitive and counterproductive, the reason it makes sense is that it gets you into the habit A of asking. And it's a great way to get in front of people and prepare you for when you are indeed in that situation where you are in front of the person to whom you need to make a direct, bold, and clear ask of. You don't need me to remind you, but I'm going to do it anyway. You've had enough life experiences to know that just because you ask, it does not mean that you will always get what you want. But you sure as heck won't get what you want if you don't ask for it. And as long as your asking isn't harming any another, another person, I should say, I'm of the mindset of it is most certainly acceptable for you to ask for what you want. So don't hedge. Don't kind of ask. Don't hint. Don't beat around the bush. And don't ask for simply what you think you can get. Go for the darn thing. Be direct. Be bold. Be clear. And ask for what you really, really want. Well, that is it for today's episode, but that is not the conclusion of the series regarding negotiation. We will be back with another episode on this topic because I think it is so important and I think there are so many dimensions to it. And I want to make sure that when we're having this conversation that we don't just jump to negotiation strategies and tactics. Those are absolutely important. But as I said in the previous episode and as I hopefully am demonstrating here, there's so much work that has to be done on the inside that has a great uh, influence and impact on how you show up to the negotiation process. So come back and stay tuned and listen to some more. But in the meantime, let me just say thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And again, if you are an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or you know of one, I would love to welcome you to the next pricing retreat that I am hosting in the zone, how to price your genius. It's on Thursday, March 26th. Again, it's virtual, so you can join from anywhere in the world. You don't have to make the trip to New York City. And if you've ever asked the question, what should I charge for this? Or you're creating a new product or refining a product or service um, within your service-based business, this would be a great way to make sure that as you answer that question, you are making sure to also integrate the personal financial health of your life as well. So not only do you propel your business forward, but you propel your life forward too. So let's hop on the phone. Let's see if it's a fit for you. I can get to know you and your business. And again, the link for that is jacquettetimmons.com forward slash price your genius, a dash between price and your. So again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash 
price-your-genius. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I know you have many options when it comes to podcasts, and I really do appreciate you including this as one of them. And if you aren't already a subscriber, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you are there, please leave a review and a rating because, hey, that's how we get to know if we should continue doing this. <laughs> That's your feedback to me that you're liking the topics that we're bringing to the table. So please take a moment and do that. And if we're not already connected on social media, let's also get connected there. I am really active on Twitter and Instagram, and it will always be a great way for us to continue our conversation about whatever the topic is this month that happens to be negotiation. Um, we can continue the conversation there. So um, put my name in the search box, Jacquette Timmons, my respective handles will come up, follow me, and we'll continue the conversation and you can share your takeaways. Again, thank you. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money.